Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we are so glad you tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire your prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson shares the message titled, Just Stay Calm. This morning, we want to continue this series of messages that God gave us at the beginning of this year. When we declared that this year would be a year of supernatural victories, we said to you that God has asked us to share this theme in two major categories. One would be supernatural victories on the battlefield and then supernatural victories in life. We, we said on New Year's Eve that God had given us 24 messages for each category. Um, 24 for the year 24. Today, we want to share with you the second message in this series dealing with supernatural victories on the battlefield. Look at somebody say, on the battlefield. First message was given on January the 21st which we talked about how Abraham rescued his nephew Lot in Genesis chapter 14. That message was simply entitled, He Has Defeated Your Enemies for You. Someone say, on the battlefield. Amen. This message today is the second message recorded in Scripture in which there is a confrontation or a conflict or a literal battle on the battlefield. As unique as this battlefield is today, it is still a battlefield. So may I, shall I, can I preach this as God wants me to do. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. Exodus chapter 14 is where the message is. Isn't it ironic that the first battlefield recorded in Scripture was Genesis chapter 14? Second battlefield recorded in Scripture was Exodus chapter 14. Listen to what God said through Moses to the children of Israel in verses 13 and 14, the New Living Translation. God is still a supernatural force on the battlefield. Amen. How many soldiers do I have in here today? Amen. Now, how many real military soldiers? How many of y'all were in the army? I see Sergeant King and Pastor Lawson and all of these. You all will appreciate this and, and checkmate me. I, I checked with Pastor Lawson at 8 to make sure I was right on my facts. Amen. As someone who did not serve, amen, I appreciate those who did serve. Amen. Listen to the reading of the scripture. Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. 
But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. That's for somebody right there. <laughs> I, believe it's, I believe God is going to rescue somebody. Somebody say today, 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 today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. And here's where the subject of this message is taken from. I said to you at the beginning of the year uh, that God has challenged me to take a subject directly from the text in these battlefield messages, such as the case today. Look at verse 14. The Lord himself will fight for you. The Lord himself will fight for you. Not Biden, not Trump, not McMaster, not Jackson, but the Lord himself will fight for you. And here's the subject, here's the subject. The last sentence in this text, just stay calm. And the church said amen. The subject for today's message is the last sentence of verse 14. Look at somebody standing near you, around you, in front of you, or behind you. Even wave at somebody in the balcony and say, just stay calm. That's what we want to talk about. Just stay calm. Clap those hands as you take your seats. Just Stay calm. Listen, it has been said, and I verified this with my military friends, and those of you who served, it has been said that staying calm is crucial to a successful outcome on the battlefield. Am I right, Sergeant King? And by the way, Sergeant King was the first female trainer at Fort Jackson to actually train people. Amen. Amen. Staying calm is crucial to a successful outcome on the battlefield. In fact, it can often be the difference between a victory or a defeat. It can be the difference between you living and you dying. Amen. Look at somebody and say, just stay calm. Amen. If you want to live, stay calm. If you want to be victorious in 2024, stay calm. Who am I preaching to? Listen, I am sure that no soldier would be comfortable sharing a foxhole on a battlefield with an emotionally distraught person. <laughs> you don't want to go to battle with somebody fighting next to you who is an emotional wreck. Am I right about it? 
They are emotionally distraught. I told the church this morning, just let them cook. But don't fight. Okay. Sergeant Melton, am I right? Sergeant Major Melton? You want somebody fighting next to you who at least can, can keep their emotions somewhat in check and execute a plan without losing their minds. For not only will these nervous bunnies put their life in danger, they will also put the lives of others as well. If you, if you want to lose a battle, surround yourself with a bunch of nervous energy, no confidence, always whining. <laughs> so why you hang out with people like that? <laughs> On your battlefield, it is important not to panic on the battlefield. It is important, although it may be stressful, although it may be intense, but it is important not to panic. Maintain your composure. Hold your peace. Fight with confidence. Listen, one of the reasons good soldiers don't panic on the battlefield is that they know that they have been properly trained. They put you through something. We, we are the home of Fort Jackson. And we see soldiers all the time. They put you through the training process. You've got to go through basic training. You've got to go, you got to train if it's hot or cold or rainy, whatever the condition is. Because you never know what the condition may be on the battlefield. We've got too many fair weather soldiers. <laughs> We've got too many people that want to fight as long as the conditions are right. But when you're properly trained, you are prepared for any and everything. These, these soldiers uh, also have confidence in who's fighting with them as well as who's fighting for them. You, you have to have confidence in the person next to you. That's one of the great things I love about the military. That's why it was important for the military years ago to desegregate. Because you can't go on the battlefield thinking somebody uh, is less than you are. Having prejudicial thoughts and all of that. You've got to understand when we're on the battlefield, you are a soldier. Whether you're white, black, brown, or yellow, you are just a soldier on the battlefield. A good soldier, somebody say a good soldier. Good soldier has confidence in the strength of the force that's backing them up. Reason why uh, the military capabilities of the United States of America is so great is because we know who's backing us up. We know the force of the strength that's backing us up. And if the army needs reinforcement from the air, they call the Air Force. They need reinforcement from the sea, they call the Navy. 
They need somebody to charge the walls and not taking anything for granted called the Marines. Amen. And so they, they Coast Guard or any other ones, they know that they've got a force whoo, that's backing them up. Can I tell you something? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's got your back on the battlefield. Somebody ought to know that God's got my back. Reason why I can go in confidence, the reason why I can declare no weapon formed against me shall prosper is because God's got my back. The reason why I can declare that I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me, God's got your back. God's got your back. Why are you so nervous? Why are you panicking? Knowing that God's got your back. God is a mighty weapon in the time of war. The prophet said he's a battle axe. <laughs> Woo, anybody know he's a battle axe? Time of war. If you know that God is on your side, what are you worried about? Uh, why don't you sing and shout? Why don't you give God the glory and the praise? You can go to war knowing that I've got a force all around me. God has my back. And if I stumble and slip, I've got a soldier standing next to me that'll say, leave no person behind. Can I get a witness? How many of you are so glad that God did not leave you behind? Somebody ought to think of one thing God did for you on the battlefield that only God could do and give God your best praise and tell God, thank you. Woo. Lord, I thank you. Any good soldiers in the house? Anybody know if it had not been for the Lord on my side? Some of you have been deployed to the enemy's territory and God brought you back all right. God kept you in perfect peace. You should have lost your mind, bullets flying all around your head, but God kept you in perfect peace and you still have joy. If anybody ought to give God a praise, it ought to be a good soldier. If anybody ought to give God a praise, it ought to be a good soldier. Let me see if I'm in the right place. Are there any good soldiers in the house? Woo. Tell the Lord, thank you. You brought me from a mighty long ways. You've been deployed, you fought, uh, you battled, and God sent you back home. I look at some of these who are retired military people and they've traveled all over the world. They've been in hostile environments, but God protected them. You know what else God did? He protected your family while you were on the battlefield. <laughs> Because you do know when the enemy can't get you, it comes for your family. Ooh, I wish I feel like preaching to somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, everything attaches to me wins. Uh, yeah, yeah. I told the devil a long time ago, not only can you not have me, you can't have my family. 
you can't have not one of my sons and you can't have any of my four grandchildren and you cannot have anybody attached to me or them. Somebody ought to give God a hand of praise. Ooh, I feel like preaching. I'm on the battlefield. Okay, somebody say, you win. Look at the other side of you, say, you win. Woo. Victory. It's important to be calm. Songwriter understood this. Woo, Deacon Simmons, when he said, victory, victory shall be mine. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. <laughs> Tell somebody, victory, victory shall be mine. Listen, look at this text. Let us transition to this text because I've got sense enough to know it's Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I, I ain't that deep, y'all. Okay. I mean, I don't care what Sunday is. We're going to praise God until we get tired. No, I know. I, I know. I used to think like that, okay? But, but God humbled me quickly, okay? I understand. So let me get to this text. Let us examine a, a unique battlefield just outside of Egypt. Our text occurs after the children of Israel's deliverance from Egypt following 400 years of bondage. Most of you are familiar with this story even if you haven't read the Bible because you watch TV and you've seen perhaps the Ten Commandments and, and you saw a, a, a illustration of this text. After 400 years of bondage, God raised up someone who, who was raised and reared in Pharaoh's house by the name of Moses, sent him back to Egypt and through the mighty hand of God, God delivered the children of Israel. Pharaoh's had to let them go. They left Egypt rejoicing. Use your imagination and you can imagine them skipping and dancing and shouting on their way out of Egypt. And then verse 8 of the text, chapter 14, verse 8, uh, puts it in an explicit way in the text. It says that they left Egypt with their fists raised in defiance. They were confident. <laughs> they were happy. They, they left Egypt with the black power sign. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are now free at last. Thinking that all of their troubles were now behind them. However, they soon realized that Pharaoh and his army had not given up. How many of you know the devil never gives up? 
even, even if you are on a hiatus, if you are on a vacation now and things are going good for you, it's good in your house, you're feeling good, your health is good, don't you know that the devil only leaves for a season? For the Bible says in the New Testament, when he left Jesus, he left for a season. Tell somebody he will be back. Don't you ever think that the devil has decided to leave you alone for the rest of your life. The Bible says a man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Listen, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Go back and read the text and what you will discover in the text uh, that God allowed Pharaoh to chase after them because God said in chapter 14, I've got to teach him a lesson. Ooh, sometimes, ooh, get this, don't miss this, your enemy is still chasing you because God is not through with you yet. Can I preach to somebody? In fact, you ought to be glad that the enemy is chasing you because the only people he does not chase are those he already has. The only, he doesn't chase people in his army. Amen. But if the devil is chasing you, you ought to be glad. Count it, count it joy when you fall into all kinds of trials and temptation. Anybody wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you. I know it's not easy, but I thank you. Thank you. Pharaohs and his army had not given up. They were in absolute hot pursuit with the intent of destroying them all. Here's what the text tells us in the 14th chapter. It makes it clear to us that Pharaoh had a mighty, mighty army. Verse number 7 says he had 600 of Egypt's best chariots. Listen to this. 600 premier chariots along with the rest of the chariots. So he emptied his army. He deployed the whole army because it was personal now. Moses had embarrassed him in his own kingdom and he says, I am going to wipe them out. Can you imagine a full-fledged army uh, with thousands of chariots consisting of 600 elite Chariots following people with no arms. Following people with no weapons. The text tells us in, in chapter 12 and 13 that Israel left Egypt like an army, but it never said they were an army. In other words, they had no weapons. All they had was silver and gold that they took from the Egyptians and they had a praise and they were defiant in how they were leaving. Pharaoh with 600 elite chariots and hundreds and hundreds more chariots with perhaps thousands of soldiers chased behind them. And, and so the Bible says they were so close. I need you to help. I need you to use your imagination on something. They were so close that Israel could hear them. So it wasn't like they were miles and miles away. They were so close. What happened that they did not catch up to them? 
Because if they were this close with that kind of force, they should have been right up on them in a matter of just probably minutes, hours, not even a day. But God, somebody say supernatural victory. The Bible declared in chapter 14 that God took the cloud that had been guiding the children of Israel by day. The cloud normally uh, resides in the front of them and the fire behind them. But God took the anointed cloud and moved the cloud to the to the back of where they were. Look what God was doing. God says, I'm going to do something that you don't even realize I'm going to do. I'm going to take the cloud and because the cloud and the fire and the Bible says the fire separated uh, the children of Israel from the Pharaoh's army and soldiers. In other words, they could not go any further. God slowed them down without them even realizing they were being slowed down. God will put your enemy in suspended motion. Preach, Pastor Jackson. Some of your most hated enemy, Elder Jennifer, they think they got you. They're running after you, but they're just walking in motion. They're moving, but they aren't getting anywhere. Ah, help me, Holy Ghost, because God says I'm going to slow them down long enough until I make a way for you. Is there anybody in the house so glad that God keeps making a way? Now, because they did not know what God was doing, they panicked. And because they didn't have faith to trust that the God of Egypt who brought them out can protect them in the wilderness. What makes you think that God delivered you from Egypt just so Pharaoh can destroy you in the wilderness? If God wanted you dead, they could have killed you in Egypt. Some of you ought to thank God, although you're not where you want to end up, you're not where you left. Somebody ought to thank God that at least I'm not where I once were. Somebody ought to give God a praise. I'm not at the promised land right now, but I've left Egypt. I've left Egypt. I've left Egypt. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, praise God for the fact that you have left Egypt. Some of you owe God a praise right now. Y'all got 20 seconds to think about where God has brought you from and what God has done for you and give God your best throw your head back open your mouth from the depths of your belly they were walking by how they were feeling and not by faith they panic can I preach every time you live in your emotions every time you live by how you feel every time one somebody can get on your nerve and impact your praise 
How do you allow one no good hypocritical devil to stop you from praising God considering how good God has been to you? They panic and they begin to cry out to Moses in verse 11. Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? They became so discouraged that they even talked of returning back to Egypt. Help me, Holy Ghost. How can you dare think about going back to where God has brought you out of? You remember how sick you were. You remember how sin-infested your life was. You remember how you could hardly just get up and walk in peace and demons had controlled every aspect of your life. And because one thing doesn't go the way, God, you want it to go, you say, I'll go back to the bottle. I'll go back to the crack pipe. I'll go back to the club. I'll go back to acting the way that I used to act. Somebody say the devil is a liar. He has brought us where he is and he has never left us. He's brought me too far for us to turn back now. Look at somebody say, don't you panic. God is still in charge. Whew. They talked of going back to Egypt. Moses responded as God instructed him. Moses responded with these words. Don't be afraid, verses 13 and 14. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Oh, somebody just caught it. Look at your neighbor in case they're missing and say, neighbor, this won't take long. God is about to rescue you. Who am I preaching to? I need to preach to somebody who wants a miracle today. I need to preach to somebody that needs God to do something right now. You need God to turn a situation around right now. Look at somebody and say, this will not take long. God is about to show up and do something right now. Won't he do it? Can God not do it today? God can turn your family situation around before you get home right now. Ooh, now faith is. Somehow to say right now. Ooh, God says, I will rescue you today. Ooh, I'm stuck on that for a while. I'm going to do something for you today. Uh, look at somebody and say, God is about to open some windows for you today. God is about to heal somebody. Uh, today, God is about to turn some situations around. Today, God is about to destroy your enemy. Today, 
Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, God is about to do it right now, right now. Can he do it now? Won't he do it now? Watch God do it now. God is about to do something on your behalf today. Why aren't you praising God? Why aren't you on your feet clapping your hands, telling the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Look at somebody say, today, 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 somebody's family will be delivered today. Somebody's joy will return today. Somebody's finances are going to turn around. Woo. I feel like preaching. Listen, these Egyptians you see today can I substitute the word Egyptians for these enemies <laughs> you are experiencing today will never be seen again. You may get some new enemies, but God is about to deal with your current enemies right now. God is about to do something right now. Those folk that have been trying to destroy you all year long, God says, I'm about to show them who is God right now. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay. Just stay. Just stay. Go to work tomorrow as calm as you can be. Walk in your office business as calm as you can be. Go home this afternoon as calm as some of you left demons at your house. Walk in your house as calm as you can. Today, today, somebody shout today. Woo! Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. I wish I had some praises. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Y'all excuse me. I'm trying to get out of here, but do it, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Turn that business around. Do it, Lord. Anoint it today. Anoint it too. Get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. And the Lord did it. <laughs> Somebody say, yes, he did. He held 
the Egyptians back <laughs> Ooh, until the children of Israel crossed over through the middle of the Red Sea on dry ground. Look at verse 29. The people of Israel walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And the water stood up like a wall on both sides. Tell your neighbor, give me some room. Somebody is about to walk out through your problems on dry ground. Somebody help me walk out. Leave your seat and step out. Step in the aisles and step towards the altar there. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are about to walk through on dry ground and no weapon that's formed against you will prosper. Get ready, get ready. Somebody walk, somebody step, somebody move in the balcony walk, in the back of the church walk, on the choir step walk. Let the deacons walk, let the preachers walk, let the mothers Somebody shout, I'm coming out. Somebody shout, I'm coming out. Somebody shout, I'm coming through. I see you coming through. I see you coming through. Anybody? Come on, walk your way up to me at this altar. Take it, I see. Walk, 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 walk. Come, come, come. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. I hear a war cry. I hear a war cry.
finished but God told me ended right now we've got three insights go to our social media sites go to our social media sites and you'll get those three insights they'll be on it before church is over amen because I want you to get those three key insights one of them simply says our enemy will never give up another one says stay calm and don't you panic third one says the Lord will make a way somehow and he will fight for us. Amen. Woo! <laughs> yes, he will. Won't he fight for you? Won't he fight for you? Won't he fight for you? Anybody know I made it? Come on, tell him I made it.
dancing as we prepare for this altar. Richard Smallwood wrote such a powerful song. I want us to transition to this right now. It simply says, trust me. The reason we don't panic, the reason we stay calm. Just on last night, my wife and I were involved in a conversation about emotions. And she was saying that you don't seem to ever get bored about anything. I told her, I, I mean, I really don't. I, I can't even remember any time in my life I was bored. And here's why. Because my number one prayer has been, Lord, you control my emotions. Y'all don't, and allow me to be personal for a moment. Of all the things I've ever prayed for, the number one thing that I pray for is control my emotions. Because I know that if the enemy ever gets hold of my emotions, the enemy controls me. Amen. And so the reason why you can stay calm, even when Pharaoh's army is breathing down your neck, is because you trust God. <laughs> That's it. My wife and I were just talking the other day, and I said, it's not that it hasn't been easy, it hasn't been hard, but I, I, I don't, and this is the God honest truth, I don't remember a time that I lost faith in God. The, the enemy had me close to it. But the enemy, but God says, that's why you pray. You remember when Solomon took over? Uh, Saul said to, I'm sorry, Samuel said to Solomon, ask God for what you want. And he asked for wisdom. And I remember Brother Jay like it was yesterday. It was November of 1996. And my dad had laid his hands on me. And that night, I went to his house, went in his bedroom, just he and I were there. And he said to me, son, it's not going to be easy. But you've got to pray that God gives you the discipline to withstand the ups and downs. And here's what dad said to me, mother. And don't be driven by how you feel or what you see. I left that bedroom, Mother Janie, and I went home, and my wife and I prayed. And I said, Lord, when I'm broke, I want to be happy. When I'm sick, I want to praise you. When folks stab me in the back, I want to come to church with a smile on my face because I trust you. <laughs> Richard Smallwood say, I will be with you. Here's what God said through the song. I will be with you if you only trust me. Trust me, God said. Trust me. I'll never leave you if you only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'll fight your battle <laughs> if you will only trust me trust me God said trust me and this is 
this is the stanza that I like. He said, I am that I am. I have all power. I will deliver if you would only trust me. The reason you can stay calm in the midst of a battle on the battlefield the reason you can stay calm when everything is falling apart all around you simply because you trust God and you don't lean on your own understanding but in all your ways you acknowledge him and watch God direct your path come on team tell us is it listen yeah 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 this is god speaking to you now i will Thank you, team. Thank you. I will. I will be with you. Uh, if you will only trust me. Trust me, God said. Trust me. Uh, trust me. The Lord is speaking to someone right now. He says, I'll never leave you. Thank you, Lord. I'll never leave you. If you will only trust me. Trust me. is fighting for you. I'll fight. I'll fight your uh, I'll fight. I'll fight your uh, uh, If you will only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Team, tell him I am God said. I- 
Just stay calm. The Lord will fight for you. We refuse to panic. We refuse to be driven by our emotions. Just like it's important for a soldier on a literal battlefield not to panic and to stay calm. God said, it is the same for us on our battlefields. I know you can hear the enemy all around you. And it seems like Pharaoh's army and all of his thousands of chariots are about to wipe you and your family out. But I'm here to tell you, it's not over because God said it's not over. God said just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. After this prayer, perhaps there's someone here. Listen, it begins with a relationship with God. You can't trust someone that you don't know. You can't trust him if you have not committed to him think about where you are on your spiritual journey think about what you need God to do for you some of you are in between listen we all have been there you're not in Egypt but you haven't made it to where God wants you to be yet Ooh. and that's why the enemy is out to get you but I'm here to tell you that if you're willing to trust God and make that commitment, God will make a way out of nowhere. You're coming through this. Woo. That's why we had Regina and the team to saying, I made it. You made it. For the Bible says they walk through the waters on dry ground. <laughs> on dry ground. I didn't even get to the part of the message of how pharaohs couldn't follow them because your enemy can't follow you where God has taken you. Amen. Ooh, uh, uh, close those eyes. Lift those hands. Eternal Father, we thank you. God, we bless you. Thank you for this message. Supernatural victories on the battlefield. Thank you for reminding us to just stay calm on the battlefield. Ooh, it may appear as if things are falling apart all around us, but to stay calm. Do not allow the enemy to hijack our emotions. We cannot be driven by how we feel and what we see. We cannot be driven by... You have been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, 
just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Just Stay Calm, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 021124. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 021124. February is Couples Month at Bible Way. Join us as we celebrate Black victorious love throughout the month of February by celebrating Black married couples each Sunday during services and for several events. On Saturday, February 24th, the Couples Ministry will tour the International African American Museum in Charleston, South Carolina. For cost, registration, and additional information, please go to our website at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.